I love you. You're welcome, all. Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, all y'all couch potatoes. I'm coming out the gate swinging today. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like like your white male earthlings, us mm-hmm. uh, green male Gorshans, we always got something to bitch about. And we always going to talk about it. Yeah. Because we just like to complain. That's who we are. And whenever I review a kid's movie or just bitch about a kid's movie, <laughs> there's always somebody who's like, Greg, they weren't made for you. You can shut the fuck up right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> First off, that's segregationist thinking. You can make a movie for a target audience in mind and still make it enjoyable to other people outside that target yeah, audience. That's Case in true. point, one of the movies we're going to talk about today. The other one what we're going to talk about, Tom and Jerry, is god-awful trash that I'm sure some kids will enjoy. But in all honesty, th- these are the kind of movies that kids will put on over and over on repeat because kids are assholes. <laughs> And do you, as the parent, really want to watch this movie over and over again? No. And so I argue that if you're going to make a kid's movie, it's got to be enjoyable for the parents. Yeah, it does. Like, why why even make the effort? I mean, I guess money, yeah. but yeah, I agree. I am the faceless Leon. This is yeah. Green Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. And uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what we're talking about now, and you know our general attitudes about it. Uh, yeah, Tom and Jerry. Was there a subtitle title to this, or was it just Tom and Jerry? I think it was uh, just Tom, Tom and Jerry, Jerry. Give us money. Tom and Jerry, spend money on us. <laughs> Tom and Jerry, delete your HBO Max account. <laughs> oh, no. No, there's plenty of good stuff on there. Uh, uh, we should also note, but it's going up against Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. Obviously, Tom and Jerry, as we said, available on HBO Max, and Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney Plus for a thirty fucking dollar fee. Yeah. So yeah, but though honestly, I, I would say that it's very worthwhile movie to watch. They're really trying to help out the theaters there. Yeah. Yeah, because it's in yeah. theaters now, but it won't it, it won't be just readily available to the average Disney Plus subscriber until June something. So it's like if you want to watch it now and not go to the theater, you have to pay about ten extra dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's uh yeah, like the price of what three movie tickets, but you get to watch it over and over again until it's widely available for everybody, and then you can keep on watching it over and over again. With Tom and Jerry, you only got a few a few weeks to watch this movie, but you don't have to, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. For the first time for the first time in our history of reviewing HBO Max early or uh, streaming releases, yeah, there's no rush to go out and see this one. You know, yeah, it's like Wonder Woman. Really. You, yeah, you could have gone out to you know, it's it, it was kind of fun, but it's kind of stupid. Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah, yeah, you definitely needed to go out and see that. That's pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. Tom and Jerry, I don't, you don't even need to bother. No, no. Let's get, let's, you want to get into it? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I, I will say, since we've kind of doing the closing statements up front, it kind of seems like <laughs> um, for this particular no, no, there, no, I mean, I mean, obviously, yes, we are kind of doing that up front. 
but we're definitely going to be shitting on like nearly every detail of this movie. So Probably, there's still plenty yeah. to stick around for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I will say though up front, like if you got if you got HBO Max and your kids like let's watch Tom and Jerry, okay, pop open a beer, let them watch their movie. Yeah. They might enjoy it. And then we, yeah, then when they get distracted and walk away, you can turn whatever else is on HBO Max. There's plenty to watch on there. Yeah. And they and they will get distracted. They really will. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's gonna really hold much kids' interest. And no, when they, I don't if, think if so. it does hold if there's that one dear little child out there who just like absolutely adores this movie and asks you to put it on repeat, you can just tell them the copy was burned up and you'll never be able to find it again. Right, right. It was only available <laughs> for two days. But how come I see it right there? They're just telling you it's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lie to your kids. Green yes. and faceless approved. <laughs> wow, we really shat on this movie. Should I synopsize it? <laughs> oh, can I? Can I please? Yes, you sure can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really like remember it anyways. But it's just, okay, first off, it's directed by Tim Story. Which, that is a real name. Tim Story. Tim Story. And uh, he's the famous guy who did the Fantastic Four films of the early 2000s. You know, not the Fant Four Stick garbage that came out recently, but the... So the ones that sadly considered the good ones. Yeah, where where, uh, Captain America was the Flaming Torch. Yep, yep, yep. In the multiverse, yep. Uh, Man, we've been talking about that multiverse. (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't even happened yet. (laughs) But he, he directed the, this movie, this uh, this beautiful masterpiece that is Tom and Jerry. Uh-huh. Live action-wise, it stars Chloe Grace Moretz, who I know from Kick-Ass, and yep. some other people, and Michael Pena. Those are the only two people that I really remember. <laughs> oh, oh, oh uh, Dr. Ken Jeong, that, the dentist guy from oh, yes. the Hangover movies, I think. Yes, it yeah. does have Ken Jeong in it, and uh, he's playing uh, Chef Jackie and he's concerned <laughs> oh you're gonna tell the, the the plot i guess no no go ahead no go ahead uh, okay i was gonna say they they find out that there's a mouse in the hotel which is jerry obviously and he's really concerned about there being yeah. a mouse in the hotel because he's the chef and he's yeah. like i did not go to school for x amount of years to <laughs> to have mice in my kitchen or whatever but uh it just kind of makes me think like about him in general like he did go to school for x amount of years to to be in (laughs) this crappy movie but i like you know there's plenty of things in his career that are worthwhile so that is the synopsis is jerry finds his way into a a hotel Mm -hmm. and tom somehow you know him him and chloe grace moretz basically just lie their way into this hotel as employees like first yeah. off i don't know if we're supposed to like chloe grace moretz's character that's like it's big this whole movie's biggest flaw for me is like her first action is she scares somebody away from her job interview and steals right. her fucking resume now right. my identity has been stolen in the past and i gotta tell you it's a pain in a fucking half uh-huh and so and she basically yeah. stole this person's identity she did rip the name off, though. She she ripped the oh, name off yeah. and told him her her actual name. So I, I'll yeah. give her that that one little bit. But yes, she ruined that woman's job opportunity and possibly her career. But at the end, she gets him her job. 
Yeah. After she lies and ruins everything. She does, uh, you know, they do the movie redeem thing. Uh, but yeah, she she's a big old liar. <laughs> so stupid. Liar fire pants lady. Yeah. And then another problem is you have Tom and Jerry, who even as a kid, I hated this show. Oh, no. <laughs> My brother and I watched it all the fucking time. It was one of those that I love to hate. It was gotcha. it was a show that we would watch often because I loved getting mad at it. Because here's the thing. Tom is a cat. Uh-huh. Jerry is a rodent. Uh-huh. He's a mouse. <laughs> and the whole purpose of it is the cat's supposed to win in my opinion because nobody likes you know free rodent in your house. Like you can have a pet mouse and it's cute. You can have a pet rat and it's cute. But when you're living in your house and you see a wild rat or a mouse scurry across your floor, you're like, oh, fucking shit, something's got to die. Yeah, yeah, you either you either get your cat in that room or you set traps or both. Exactly. And the entire premise of the show is Jerry is the hero. Tom yeah. is just doing his fucking job. He's just a cat trying to keep the fucking house you know what? nice. And he's I presented as the evil villain. I understand taking that perspective, and I'm glad that we decided to jump into the the nostalgia that this movie is trying to reference. I did enjoy Tom and Jerry, but I always looked at them as both neutral neutral characters. Like, so, so Tom wants to get Jerry so bad. And especially in the earlier ones, when Tom's owner is a prevalent character, uh, that kind of goes away later on. The owner hardly ever sees Jerry. Almost never. There's a couple ones where she's like telling Tom she better, that cat better get that mouse. But most of the time, she doesn't see the mouse. And she gets upset because tom's just wrecking the house <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes he is and, he and destroys everything everything they destroy everything and that's the beautiful part about tom and jerry is that nobody wins except for i guess jerry kind of wins <laughs> except for jerry time. nearly all the fucking time <laughs> because he always has a giant smorgasbord yeah eating everybody's food like the freeloading uh-huh. bastard that he is <laughs> And like, and then and then they bring in the fucking uh, what's the dog's name? Skip. Skip. I don't know. Oh, it, it's let me see. The bulldog and the bulldogs. In the, okay, so you mentioned this the the nostalgia. They nailed that to a T in regards to having every single kind of running joke from the show uh-huh. appear in the movie. They don't get the feeling of the nostalgia right. But they no. get every single facet of the nostalgia right. You know, they have the Rube Goldberg contraptions that Tom always rigs up to yeah. catch Jerry. They they had the the weird dog bulldog that's you know somehow becomes best friends with a mouse and I think it's you know, Spike starts trying to kill the cat. To, to, Spike, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and here's another thing with dogs and you know his best friend is the mouse Jerry, and they become best friends. Every time my dog has seen a mouse or any kind of creature <laughs> that size, it's immediate death. It's like, yeah. that thing's got to die because I don't know what it is. <laughs> You're in my zone. <laughs> yeah. And I've been around a lot of dogs. And that's always the case. Is that I see a mouse, it's going to be chewed on. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. Definitely. It's not going to be best friends with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, 
I had cockroaches last year, actually, and my dog did definitely <laughs> go after those. Right. Like, but oh my god, watching her go after flies is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, yeah, so that's not what the movie's about. <clears throat> Anyhow, I, I would say I will give this movie one thing. The char- the cartoon characters are violent towards each other. I thought that was not going to be the case because, you know, like at least 10 years ago, it seemed like all the violent cartoons were like, no, they're not going to be violent anymore. In fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a Tom and Jerry movie about 10, 15 years ago where they were friends and they like fought a wizard together or something like that. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, there's they, you know, they get into big, huge tussles and they have, you know, big dust tornado fights and stuff. So that part did feel like the old cartoons. But that is true. most of the movie was focused on Kayla, who is Chloe Grace Moritz and her trying to influence the uh higher ups of this hotel to give her more and more responsibility for yeah. no reason <laughs> yeah and, and and just like the just like the animated cartoon it presents the wrong people as the heroes and the, and the right people as the villains because michael pena is the character with reason who's like whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second you know he's like i've been manager yeah. of this whole shindig for years now this right. woman doesn't know what the hell she's doing we should not be con- continuously pushing her up the ladder because she's just constantly lying out of her ass. He's calling that uh, out in front. Right. And then the, the overall owner of the store is like, now hold on a second. Yeah, I think he's like the general manager, and I think Terrence is supposed to be the uh, event manager or something like that, or coordinator. Yeah, that's right. The event manager because there's a big event going on. Yes. A big yes. a big huge wedding of I don't remember who they were, but rich people. It's Ben and Prita. I think it's Prita. I, I hope I'm saying it right, but whatever. They're they're portrayed by Colin Jost and Pallavi Sharda. And honestly, like I think her performance was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, she was the only character I enjoyed. <laughs> because yeah. she's the only one who's presented right. Because because the bro, the the husband guy, uh, yeah. whatever you said his name ben. was Neb. Ben, oh, I like <laughs> Neb. Let's go with Neb. Neb, <laughs> Neb, Neb is Ben backwards, so I yeah. heard you. I just flipped it. So yeah, so Neb. He, he, uh, Neb is a complete and utter asshole. Yeah. He doesn't listen to his wife or his fiance at all. No, no. You know, she all. tells him, I don't want a massive wedding. And he's like, okay, I'm going to spend about a billion fucking dollars on it. I'm going to get elephants right. in this shit. And we're going to have like a huge, gigantic party. Get the wild bird package in there and flying right. drones. He's very selfish. He's very like, I'm not going to listen to you. We're going to do what I say, even though I'd like to know what your opinion is on things. Right. Yeah, he always asks, but then he's like, eh, we'll do it this way. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what the fuck, man? And you get to the end, and they're just like, but he, it came from his heart. His heart was in the right place. And it's like, no, it fucking wasn't. Yeah. There was nothing in his heart that was like, I want to do this for my wife. It yeah. was always, they, hmm, that sounds right, but we're going to do it my way instead. Yeah. He, like, they, they gave it the sentiment of, 
him being like, I want the wedding to express how much I I love you and I love you in such a big way. But like, you know, she didn't want that. She wanted a, an intimate affair. And it's like and he and he is building it up to be this world famous thing that goes horribly awry. <laughs> I wonder why jerry you fucking ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah jerry and really i mean uh yeah the the thing is like kayla does end up seeming rather competent at at the at the job once the event gets started but she okay one thing about the movie is that she hires tom she hires tom to catch jerry that's kind of funny but (laughs) um because like they obviously do so much damage to this freaking hotel that it's such a bad idea and the guy yeah they destroy it in fact like there's this this famous oh my phone's on bad podcaster bad um <laughs> i'm leaving it in <laughs> i'm leaving it in you gotta live with your shame faceless uh, uh anyhow they destroy this big famous skylight i don't remember if that's during the ceremony or before oh i think it's during i i can't remember oh, wait no but, no no it, it i don't think it is i think it's uh during their dust cloud fight isn't is it? that the reason why terrence got fired yeah yeah, and it was not well. Honestly, that was kind of his fault. He brought that. He brought. He brought the dog. Like, okay, first off, the the hotel has a no pets policy, and then he's like, yeah. okay, these big famous people want to have a dog in here. Okay, we'll let them do that. And then he's like walking the dog for him, but he doesn't like dogs. <laughs> he only did that though because the general manager told him to do whatever to please these people. Right right true so he's he's only doing his fucking job that's true that is true uh, but but tom is there tom is there i don't remember if tom is currently chasing jerry at this point but it embroils into a big fight between spike which spike is the okay every other single animal character talks and tom and jerry they do not which that happens in the yeah. cartoons often too but it's still really weird to have this bulldog talking when like there's real people standing around. It's yeah. just, it's, it's kind of steered. Yeah. It's like, do they hear him? Do they hear, do they hear barks? Like what do, what do the people hear? Do they actually, know. you know, what, what the fuck's going on? And then also every single animal is animated. The birds right. are animated. Fish are animated. Like everything is in it. And it's so weird. It does not blend it well together. No, not really. Uh, like it really, really feels like they are drawn on top of the, 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 the frames, which I yeah. mean, you know, the old Disney movies where they blend animation and live action together. It does feel that way too. But for some reason, this feels more so. And I think it's because they tried to make the animation so crisp. And, you know, you also have modern day digital film that captures fucking everything. So it just doesn't blend together. It does, It is it, at the very least, they did not execute it well in this movie. There's no there's no immersion. There doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like 
they're living in the same world as the human actors like right and and the problem is so many times in so many scenes the actors have to respond right. to what the 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 uh the animatronics or the animations are doing and in most cases it really just feels like the actors are like this is just a paycheck or why the fuck am I doing this? Or I just want to go home right now. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like they're involved in the, in the story at all. Right. Not to say that they're doing a bad job. It just seems like bad directing. I don't know. I, I think you said something earlier before we started recording that they, they, it kind of just felt like the actors were there for a paycheck. I don't know if you can blame that all on, on the director, because I feel like at a certain extent, like if everybody's going to have the attitude, uh, towards it you're just you know you're just there to get the job done um because but i feel like i I feel like michael pena at least there were many moments where michael pena looked like he didn't want to be there Mm. but he was still acting he was still performing well and i mean so is in a way so is chloe grace moretz but neither of them just seemed like they were getting good direction whatsoever so they were just like fuck it it's yeah it's just the paycheck i'm getting over with this it felt like they took a lot of like the first takes that were given yeah um which i mean you know i i guess it's not like it's the it's it wasn't the most amazing script to begin with i'd say and i don't know it it was just it, it seemed it seemed like a paycheck movie for them they're like okay we're doing a kids movie fine let's do it let's get the job done it's not worth it in any way in my opinion and I kind of feel tired now. I feel like I've just been <laughs> so much. It just drained me of all. I do remember one other part of Ben's psychology of why he wanted the wedding to be so big. He really wants to impress Preta's oh, right. dad. Um, like so, he's he's white, and they're Indian. And he he wanted to have a big traditional wedding with uh, a bazillion frills that you would probably never see at your standard Indian wedding, like, you know, them riding in on elephants. It kind of just kind of read as appropriation a little bit. But also, yeah. I, I do think that Ben's character was just trying to respect, was trying to respect the culture. He just went overboard. Um, which is kind of funny because like they did all these things and the first thing the father says to him is you're not wearing a turban (laughs) 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 that 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 joke did kind of make me laugh oh god yeah there were many moments where i laughed but i don't know if it was genuine laughter it was more just like it, it it was like kind of how i'm feeling right now it had worn me down to the point where it's just like they prevented presented something that just kind of resembled a joke right and my brain which was so tired from the movie that far was just like ha! right <laughs> so okay um we talked about how we thought palavi sharda had a pretty decent performance in this in this movie and it's a very small role she had Another small role that I actually really genuinely enjoyed was from Patsy Ferran, who plays Joy the Bell Girl. And she just kind of pops up out of nowhere, Batman style. Oh, that girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And uh, she's just this quirky character. I thought she was hilarious for some reason. Yeah. Um, 
she, uh, yeah, she was adorable, and I did because she's like the Luna Lovegood. Right. Of, yeah, know, that is what the feel I got. But the the problem I had with it was, you know, where Harry Potter presents Luna Lovegood as this cute, quirky, adorable character that you really do love. Tom and Jerry kind of made her like, ooh, like the the jump scare. You know, it's just like, yeah, God, like isn't she creepy. Isn't she just weird? And then there was never like a payoff to that. There was never, no. yeah. So why, like, they just made her, they 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 framed her as creepy for no reason, and yeah. that did kind of make me upset. But her, she 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 played it off well to where I was able to get some pretty good chuckles out of it. So I I appreciated yeah. her performance. Beyond that, it kind of felt like most everybody was kind of phoning it in. Which is a shame because, you know, I ha- we have seen some really good performances from Michael Pena. Like, I, re- I enjoy his character in the Ant-Man series. Dude, he's got the best scenes. Yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> and, it's just, and it's just voiceovers, but it's just like yeah. how, he, how he just tells a story in that movie is just absolutely wonderful. Which one? Ant-Man. Okay, I don't remember it. Like, he narrates in that? He's the one... He'll he'll tell a story and it'll cut to the scene. Oh where, yes, you know, okay. You see the people act it out, but they're acting it <laughs> yeah, out with his it's... voice. Yeah. Okay, it's we so both funny. we both did the like mouthy motion with both our hands that the audience <laughs> can't see. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, and and then also you know, man, freaking uh, Moritz has some kick-ass performances in her past too uh-huh. so but i hope this is just a sidestep and not like a step down a yeah. different path uh for them uh not not that they were terrible i'm not gonna say that they were terrible it was just a bad movie you know before we move on to closing statements there's one scene that really sticks out in my mind and really mm-hmm. irritates me because they did this a lot in the show too and this is kind of why it pissed me off is i mean first off Tom always has the dumbest plans. Like he always makes a Rube, Gold, Rube Goldberg contraption uh-huh. that is just absolutely ridiculous. Has way too many steps involved, and it's just like if Jerry was a smart fucking mouse, which he's presented as being, he wouldn't watch each step of the the trap, you know, happen. He would just skip to the next part and be like, "Oh, it's a trap," and get the fuck out of there without watching. Why? It. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's just so fucking impressed, I guess, by Tom's engineering that he's just like, wow, Tom, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, and everybody's friends at the end of the movie. Big spoilers. We spoiled the whole thing. You don't watch this movie. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, they become become friends again. Like, those were my favorite moments in the show, though, is when they actually worked as a team. And I was like, oh, there's a nice, beautiful, fun friendship here. And, you know, then at the end, it's kind of just like the episodes will end where it's just like, hey, that's right, we should be chasing each other, shouldn't we? And then they just have fun yeah. chasing each other. And it's just like, this is nice. But the the one scene that really sticks out in my mind is the scene where Tom, he hasn't been employed at the hotel yet. So right. he's still trying to get into the hotel, but Jerry's in, because Jerry's in there. And so he climbs up to the, the building next door's roof, and he, he creates wings out of cardboard or something. Oh, yeah. And he leaps from the roof, and his plan is to fly through the window of the hotel where Jerry is at. And so he f- jumps off the roof and has a perfect trajectory right to the window <laughs> and then veers up randomly to go flying all the way up through the clouds to get more momentum. And it's like, dude, 
you fucking already had it just don't veer <laughs> up like fucking dumb yeah i mean that just kind of is the movie in a, in a nutshell it's it's dumb then. right the movie has gone great lengths to show you that physics have no fucking yeah. use in this universe <laughs> i know like man what kind of like weird twisted reality is this where the fucking pigeons sing you songs oh, like God. though that would be better than like you know what pigeons do nowadays Dude, i i could yeah just shit all over you <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Dude, I completely forgot about the exposition penguins. That's all they do is they they're, they're just used to deliver exposition whenever it's needed. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh the the movie's starting out. Let's introduce you to this. Yo, we're animated pigeons living in a half animated universe. You know. Just yeah, like, and we we sing dumb. rap songs with an R and B songs and like the music kind of just felt kind of uh, juxtap. You know, I I can never say that word right, but yeah, it it. It did kind of feel that way, though I didn't think their choices were bad necessarily. Like I liked the music; it just didn't feel like it felt that fit the tone of the movie for some reason. I don't know. No, yeah, it was everything was off key. Not not the music, but you know the the application. Yeah, you just want to grade it. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. I mean, yeah. I think they know we don't like it. So <laughs> and why? So what? What do you grade it? Yeah. yeah. It's bloated garbage filled with tired gags from the show that, you know, already I was done with as a kid. It's one star. One star. Wow. I think that's definitely the lowest we've had on this show. It's not as bad as Doolittle. Doolittle wow. really pissed me off. This is just, it's fine. Right. So I think I haven't seen Doolittle, but I'm sure what is aggravating about Doolittle is that you got robert downey jr and a cast of cgi animals played by a star by a star cast it, it should have had legs but it instead it it just crawls and and robert downey jr has proven himself to be a great actor right and the accent he is using throughout that movie is just trash it's like why weren't you trying to act yeah <laughs> it's like, you're an That's actor and it's just like well, I've been the fucking same character for 10 goddamn years. I got bored. <laughs> so right. it's just like I come out and I'm just like, what's the most flashy, stupid thing I can do? Well, that's too bad. Robert's going to hear that and he's just gonna be like, that's not at all what the fuck happened. You goddamn asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You <laughs> stupid critics. Uh, yeah. Beat my door down and kick my ass. <laughs> Iron Man comes in blasted. Uh, so, <clears throat> I... I'm going to give it half a face because I wouldn't, why I don't recommend this movie, it's not unwatchable. It it really could have been worse. I, I will say that. It could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen worse movies. You know what? Now that I remember, it's it's made for kids. And I know those those people are going to be complaining. It's like, you guys are just two old white men complaining about kids' movies. <laughs> All right? You're right. You're fine. Fine. One and a half stars. I'll give okay, it a half a star. That's very generous of you. It's very generous. Five-year-olds years, five year olds and, young, young, uh, five year olds and younger, they'll enjoy it, I'm sure. They'll enjoy it, At yeah. Least they'll enjoy the Tom and Jerry parts. They won't enjoy the human parts. But it's like when you make a goddamn Godzilla movie. And you make damn thing, 
about the humans. It's like, we're <laughs> there for the fucking human story. We're there for the damn Dude, giant freaking monster. monster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree. I felt that way very strongly about this movie. There was a lot with the human characters. Like the, like I said, this movie is about uh, Chloe Moritz's character and. It could have been about Tom and Jerry, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it's just not that compelling of a story. I mean, it could have been like I think like it had elements that could have worked. It just like no, it just kind of felt like nobody really wanted to be there a little bit. All right, Amen, sister. Are we moving on? Yeah, let's 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 brighten the day for the next ten minutes. <laughs> because <laughs> as always when we gush about movies we only talk about them for a yeah. of time <laughs> we took a little breaky break and now we're now we're calm and we're yeah. relaxed and we're ready to go into Ryan to, and the last dragon we had to get some uh some cool air in our system <laughs> so i switched from coca-cola to water so yeah i'm still drinking diet coke but this movie is about water dragons yeah yeah one of the dragons i think they were all considered water dragons at the very least like the the river that's shaped like a dragon is very important to the 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 country that the the story is based in anyhow raya and the last dragon Woo! it's directed by the same guy who did the recent winnie the pooh movie and also oh. big hero six don hall oh well i mean yeah. those were both pretty decent movies i liked uh right. the um that's kind of weird that I, it totally just blanked out of my mind but i liked the <laughs> other movie more than i liked the christopher the wait the christopher robin movie or a winnie the pooh movie uh i think it was the winnie the pooh movie the, 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 oh, okay. animate, the most the all animated one the one without ewan mcgregor okay not christopher robin okay what, so what was the other movie you just mentioned? Uh, Big Hero 6. Okay, that movie was awesome. Yeah, that's a brilliant movie. I love that one. And, and this one's pretty good too. Yeah, and it's written by Key Wynn and Adele Lim. I don't know if both of them or just Adele Lim wrote Crazy Rich Asians, the Crazy oh, okay. Rich Asians movie. Unless you had a little bit more to say, I'll, I'll, I'll synopsize it. Yeah, dive on in, brother. All right. So Raya, who, uh, because I had not seen anything really about this movie until maybe Same. a couple days before we actually watched it i thought it was raya but it is raya yeah, for those of who for those of who, who were confused like me it is raya and uh she is voiced by kelly marie tran or tron do you think i uh, god i hope it's tron <laughs> yeah she and her father binja who is played by daniel day kim uh, of Lost, we've talked about him at, at, at yeah. length as his character Jen. Oh, and Kelly Marie Tron is uh, she's Rose in The Last Jedi. Finn's oh yes, interest. yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah. She is, and that totally surprised me when you told me that. Um, not not that I didn't think she was capable of bringing forth uh, this excellent role that she did. I just it just surprised me. Right, it's like it, her voice sounds so different coming from. I mean, it's the exact same voice, but it's just right in the animated universe versus in the Star Wars universe. Right, she has a different. I don't know, motive, different motivation behind the voice. Well, like I mean, a, she just portrays this character so well. I I really believe Raya is a real person when I when right. fall into this movie. 
Uh, she's yeah. a very uh, genuine character, uh, especially at the beginning. Like she's she's her and her father are very trusting, and uh, it's it's just easy to fall in love with a character like that. Uh, and they have just, just this beautiful relationship that you get like sadly very little of in this movie but i mean yeah. it makes for a good story a long time ago the drag there were a bunch of dragons in this this world and I, i'm blanking on what the the country's name was it's it's i know it's representative of like southeast asia yes it I is don't remember, i don't remember what is. they called it either and maybe we should just go ahead and bring that up right now there is some controversy around this movie about uh the cast that they cast primarily eastern asian actors and it's definitely a south eastern story but i don't think that takes away from this representation but i i am a white person so i i'm probably wrong (laughs) well i mean it's it's the same as uh wandavision like what we were talking about there where it's it's important that we recognize it Mm. And at the same time, I was still entertained. Which I was like... still entertained. I am glad that we got this story based in this culture because we don't have a lot of exposure to stories like that. And this is going to sound so wrong and so ignorant, I'm sure, and I'm very sorry for it. But even though they cast primarily the wrong region for these rules, I'm still happy that we got a Disney animated film that had a mostly Asian cast. like Right, yeah, they didn't whitewash it. And I, I agree with you. I don't know that that's, that's going to sound super ignorant and wrong because at the very least, they did not whitewash this movie. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's been a long time coming, really, that our culture is making this shift to yeah. where we're trying to make sure people are represented in the right way. I just enjoy that they're doing it. You know, it's like I enjoy all the the different cultures that they're finally opening themselves up to to like explore right they've had a bunch of movies recently that has been like of a different uh different cultural viewpoint right like you know disney could have very easily have done the thing where they like hired hired miley cyrus to play the main character or something (laughs) like that god no so um yeah so at 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 the very least it's not whitewashed so i i think that that's that that's safe to say Anyhow, in this world, people and dragons used to live harmoniously together. And the dragons would provide uh, rain and water for the people. But then came the Droon, this plague-like race of creatures that comes along and turns people into stone. And one dragon, Sisu, saved them all allegedly allegedly but for some reason this brought all the humans back but not the dragons it also left what is called the dragon crystal dragon stone dragon heart stone i don't know stone heart i forget my apologies it, but it, it's a crystal it's like a crystal ball um uh, thing and that might be an overgeneralization it's a magical object and the people of heart protect it because the i believe there's five glands or yeah fragments of this country yeah okay and they are uh tooth uh spine fang Fang, you're right excuse me fang 
Fang, who are the the main rivals of Heart. They they also ride cats in Fang. They they ride these big like saber tooth oh, yeah, tiger right. type creatures, which is kind of fun. Was there a claw too, or? I think there was a claw too. I th- but I can't remember which one. What about claw one? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm Anyways. punchy today. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're spine, and uh, they live in the north, and it's colder, and they grow they they grow them big up there um, in spine, yeah. and they like axes. And then heart, like I said, they protect the uh, the dragon stone, and tail. I'm kind of getting confused on the what uh, tail and the uh, which one is tail and which one's claw. But uh, one right. of them, I believe, was more of like a, a desert type people. And then the other one's this cool merchant type town that lives like on the water. Oh, that yeah, might be Claw. Right. That, that might be Claw and the other one's Tail. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I should have looked it up beforehand. Yeah, you, ha- you have nice little like heist moments in each of these places. Right. I mean, they're not really heist, but you know, they're, they're just little fun adventures throughout this whole area, this whole region. Right. I think it's all right that we forget. We've only watched it once, and it was like a week ago. But I think I think it'll make it interesting for the people when they find out how wrong we were. Yeah, about all that's that. right. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they'll figure out how wrong we were when they watch it because we do recommend this. You guys should watch it. Anyhow, it is now five hundred years later, and Benja Daniel Day Kim's character suggests to the other chiefs that they should come together and uh, reforge the bonds of the country and become this whole country again. And it seems to be working out okay until people try to steal the Dragonstone, which Raya unwittingly helps with. And She's so um, trusting. She's very trusting because her father has taught her to be so. Uh, and they do their best to protect the stone, but there's too many enemies abound, and the stone breaks, and the Druun come back. That, I think, we'll say is the plot, besides that Raya then goes and finds the dragon, Sisu, to try to put things back together. And Sisu is played by Aquafina. Uh, I thought it was a lovely surprise, really. Um, not that I knew Aquafina too well before this, uh, but I just thought uh, the character she played was really enjoyable. I um, yeah, I thought she was uh, very fun, very like down to earth presence. And you know, when you think of dragons, you think of big, powerful presence and. At yeah. least, especially in the in in the Western culture, she does have this wisdom, which I know is associated with the the Eastern ideal of dragons. But it takes a while for Raya to recognize that, and you know, good good plot moments for sure. Yeah, and it's it, it's beautiful because uh, this is going to get a little spoilery. So if you don't want to know anything about Raya and the Last Dragon, like first off, I meant I I think. Since we do recommend going to see this, I recommend seeing it with no knowledge of anything in mind. Like, yeah, turn I didn't off the episode either. now, go watch it if you haven't. Because, yeah, we knew nothing. I didn't even watch a trailer. I just I saw the the, the 
the poster image and that was it. And I was like, that's all I want to know about this. I don't want to know I will anything. say I watched the trailer that's on Disney Plus right now and it didn't give anything away. Like it, nice. it like it, it it talked about how the country was fractured and that she was trying to put it back together. That was about it. Nice. And and the spoilery thing I want to say is um because of that event at the very beginning where she was too trusting and then the drone came out and started wrecking havoc again. You know, you cut to a few years later where she's trying to, you know, bring the world back together like her father wanted to. You cut to her then and she's no longer trusting. She's very right. closed off from everything. She's very, I'm going to do this myself. And like the, the fun of this movie is watching all of these many people just enter her life because right. she needs them to accomplish her goals and how they all just crack away at her shield or yeah. just like they get under her skin and make her, you know, back to being trusting. Yeah. And it's it's so much fun. The first person they come across is Boone. I really like Boone. Uh he's played by Isaac Wang and a surprisingly talented child actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, he he's got some amazing timing, and he 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 runs a little restaurant on his boat where he just serves uh, either shrimp or mori. Is that the dish that he was serving? Uh, yeah, it was I think, he, so. I think the menu was shrimp mori or shrimp mori. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm probably saying the dish wrong. I apologize, but uh, he he was adorable and fun, and I really just looking at the cast was I'm surprised that he is this young kid, um, right? Yeah, he yeah, did amazing. He's, he's talented. We should we should also mention get him out of the way before I forget about him. Uh, who's her her pet, her roly friend? What's the the best? Oh, the oh shoot. Uh, Tuck Tuck. Tuck Tuck. I think that's right. And oh my it, god, that's voiced dude. by Alan Tudyk. I just saw that. Yeah, I just yeah. saw that. Oh. Oh. I didn't. I didn't know throughout the entire movie until I like looked it up to write down the cast list in my notes, and I was like, "Alan Tudyk was Tuck Tuck," and I was like, oh "Wait, gosh. Tuck Tuck wasn't just random noises?" And I was like, I know. "Wait, he was just random noises, just random noises from Alan Tudyk." Oh my god, Alan I love it. Tudyk. You guys know we like him. Man, he has done so much. Just I, you 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 could find him in freaking anything, really. Did you know that he did a Iago in the in the new Aladdin movie? Really? Yeah. It it didn't sound like obviously it wasn't uh Godfrey anymore, but yeah. it, it it still sounded like a parrot. He did a great job. Did he even speak in in the in the new one? I think so, but it was more like a parrot parroting. speaking, like just parroting, yeah. if I recall correctly. It's been a hot minute. It seems like it's been forever that it was 2019, guys. I know, right? Uh, anyways, that's a surprise. That's a, that that was a surprise. Uh, one of the few uh, white actors in the cast, uh, and yeah. he's playing this cute little like. So okay, when I first so that's another thing that was in the trailer. They did show um, her put uh, Tuck Tuck down, and I was like. Why are you touching that armadillo? They got plague. Okay, yeah. yeah you got <laughs> back up. You mentioned you got a, they, they showed her putting it down. I was like, holy shit, the trailer shows her. Oh, oh, I mean <laughs> like <laughs> she, the, the, the animal's in her hand and she physically put it on the ground. 
that, I, that like, I don't would, remember yeah. Tuck Tuck dying. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they like, have a this that. tragic old yeller moment with Tuck Tuck, and <laughs> it's 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 rough, kids. Oh, Dude, that'd man. be cruel if they put that just in the trailer and then like cut it from the movie. Like, <laughs> just kidding. He, <laughs> he survives the whole movie. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but like he, in the first scene, he is this like little thing you can put in your hand, and then later yeah. in the movie, he's rideable. <laughs> and I don't understand how that sidle, how that saddle works, but like he rolls. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Yeah, that's right. It didn't. Well, I mean, I guess to an extent, magic exists in this world, so maybe it's oh, yeah, magic. That's, true. that's true. Who else does she meet? She meets. Uh, she meets Wong from spine um from the spine region that is and wong is played by benedict wong tong uh his name is tong sorry that's okay sorry yeah his name is wong and dr strange which is (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what i'm thinking of yeah benedict wong though uh he's this very on the outside he is this like you know, they're, they're supposed to be like brutal fighter people. You know, it's just yeah. like we're, we're we're the mean warriors. You know, like the Viking people in a way. And but but when but when Raya gets to him, you know, there's been there's been a tragedy at the spine region. And so yeah. when Raya, when Raya gets to him, even though he still presents himself as brutal warrior, cold you know, cold hearted being, it, it's very clear that he just wants to tag along and right. have have a company have somebody to to be with again <laughs> right he i feel like tong though it i, I do really like tong I'll, I'll preface this with that i, I do really I enjoyed do benedict wong's performance but <clears throat> i do feel like tong and the little baby character who i i'm not i can't remember what her name is uh but I feel like both of them were the most stereotypical Asian characters, I felt like. Because you do, like, I, I felt like though Tong was uh, a stereotype nodding at, like, the, the Mongolian stereotype. And, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, they they do also do the trope where the big guy is also, like, the most soft-hearted out of the entire crew yeah and i i still love that that story arc i mean it's still it's still very endearing so i don't think maybe there's not anything wrong with tong but i do think they could have been a little bit less stereotypical in in his animation yeah and if we're being honest that is this movie's biggest detriment in my opinion is there's nothing original really the story sure. itself is very Disney formulaic. The characters aren't, even though I really love Raya and we haven't talked to her yet, but Namari is that Namari, her? Yeah. Uh, she's from Fang, her rival's yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. And who, who voices Namari real quick? Uh, that is, uh, Gemma Chang. Okay. That's or Chan. Right, she's it's probably Doctor Chan <laughs> and I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. She's in Dr. Who. She's in the water oh, really? of Mars episode with David Tennant. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah okay yeah i just watched that one actually uh, a very small role in that particular episode but she does well yeah but uh but she's beautiful here too and it's like their characters are they're, they're very in-depth there's a lot of detail yeah. to them there's a lot of personality but on the on the story front 
how their characters react in regards to the story. It's very formulaic. You know, they, yes. Yeah. At the very beginning with Raya being very trustworthy and bringing somebody in there, it's very obvious when she does that, you're going to you like, I was just about like, all right, something wrong is going to go happen in three, yeah. two, one. Right. Right. The, the beats were very predictable. You're right. Like you said, that might be one of its few detriments, but I also don't think it really took away from the movie at all. No, no, not really. Because I, I, w- I enjoyed every step of it, even though like I, you know, I knew, I felt like I knew what was going to happen at the end. Yeah. Well, not exactly. Like I, I didn't quite uh, know like the big, the big moment at the end. I didn't quite yeah, see the, that coming. The presentation of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, like, but you can figure out, you can figure out how that final act was going to come about. And you're right. going to be like, this is going to be right. the end result. And yeah, it, it, it doesn't take away from it because it's still very entertaining to watch. And I mean, honestly, the, the most beautiful thing about this is we get a, a Disney animated film that one, doesn't have any singing. And two, that's true. Has some great fight choreography the fight scenes in this were so much fun to yeah, watch. yeah they were really fun even even uh the the baby fights uh yeah. which <laughs> reminds me i do think that we didn't quite going quite finish going through her cast oh, of no, characters yeah. we should talk about fighting baby i guess yeah uh man i wish i remember her name the only person who really says her name is tong and the joke is, uh, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but I already mentioned it. Uh, so Tong is like, ah, oh, yes, we'll get you home. And then he says her name and they're like, when did you start calling her that? And he's like, that's her name. It's written in her collar. Did none of you bother to look? <laughs> father of the group yeah yes yes uh Uh, that yeah there is definitely a story there where where tong uh is separated from his his family and he has a a little baby girl too uh so there's definitely some nice chemistry between him and the the little they keep on calling her a con baby because she she's a con artist yeah And, and honestly that's like another aspect that i wasn't digging is I'm kind of tired of the unsuspecting baby trope where it's just right. like, oh, look, it's such a cute baby. And then it talks like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happens with this baby in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this baby, this baby turns out to be a kung fu artist. And then it's just like, right. it's, it's cool. It looks it looks awesome. But I'm just like, I'm tired of it. I hate that trope. Yeah. It's so weird. And she even has little monkey sidekicks, and uh, <laughs> uh, they they actually made it better for me though. Yeah, you do like them. <laughs> I, was, I was like, when they, I'm okay. tired of this trope, and then she's just running around with monkeys, and I'm like, all right, I'm digging it. <laughs> so I I don't know if we talked about people turning into stone yet. It's really cool though when they do turn into stone, which happens frequently in the in the movie. Like they always end up in the same position where they're holding their hands out like a bowl in front of them and kind of bowing their head towards it. I thought that was really interesting. I, I, I'm kind of curious of what it repre- might represent in that culture. And I, maybe I should have looked that up beforehand like a good podcaster, but I didn't. Anyhow, 
there is a moment where the monkeys turn into stone and i really thought they were going to do the 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 the, the monkey one trope monkey yeah 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 i really thought they were going to do that and i'm happy they didn't but i was looking for yeah. it i really thought it was going to happen because <laughs> there's three of them right yeah and it's it, it happens whenever the drone touches you and i really love the animation of how people went from being in the the position they were in when the drone touched them right and then how they transformed into that stone statue right. and yeah. like it was so majestic almost and it's, i'm ca- right. i i should look it up <laughs> but i did find out which character what the title is of the baby it's it's noi um, noi yeah uh little noi is what she's uh credited as played uh played by thalia tron who hmm. i don't know i guess could be related to kelly marie i i don't know could be her daughter <laughs> could be could be i think the only other two characters i can think of are namari and her mother to talk about um i don't remember her mom's name but she's played uh, by sandra O oh yeah. from uh well, what's that tv show Grey's anatomy dude i do know who you're talking about or her, i think that was who voiced the mom but namari as we've already mentioned is just a beautiful character like i love her storyline and it's good because there's there's a lot of like just internal struggle within her that is so interesting to watch unfold and and then you got her mom who is kind of just a a cold-hearted leader but in a way only because she thinks it's what's best for her people you know it's right at some but though at some point you just you know as the audience member like she's saying this and i like to some point she believes it but really she's just greedy and yeah you 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 feel that as the audience member as numari's kind of realizing it um i feel like uh the character's name is verana if i'm pronouncing it correctly but uh sandra oh yeah yeah and 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 they all have they all have these uh in in um at least numari and uh uh the her mother the chief virana they both have these haircuts like the the undercut thing where like most of their head is shaved but they have these long this long swoop over the top um and and in fact raya makes fun of it at some point and i really i really (laughs) enjoyed that uh she looked so rad i I love the entire fang fang uh tribe i don't know yeah yeah i I guess tribe is the best probably the best they're the stealthy tribe though you know the ones that right and they ride on they come in on cat back and uh, yeah they all ride cats that's right (laughs) i keep forget i keep forgetting that like it's a main part of their their characters and i just keep forgetting that cats well they don't really they don't really use it very much in the movie there's like one scene where they actually use it um and it's cool it's fun to watch uh this this chase with uh raya on tuk tuk and these like saber-toothed tigers coming after them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they and because they're because they're riders, they all carry spears, and their spears look yeah. fucking awesome. Maybe it was more of a glaive because it was a pretty long blade 
on on it yeah. uh which Maybe. yeah it, though it's fucking cool i i think they all i think they did a really good job of uh making the different tribes like feel like they had their own specialities and stuff like you know in yeah. spine they had had knives and stuff uh not knives excuse me axes and yeah. uh yeah it was cool and yeah, and then when you bring them all together they all form a beautifully functioning army <laughs> that's right yes yes once they're fi- yeah once they're finally together a whole country they they do have a pretty good army there you're it's right just, it's a beautiful message <laughs> yes yes actually yes it I mean, is it's yeah, like in reality trust is. each other i mean it's definitely i feel like something that we could take a lesson from i think it's aptly timed movie yeah. like we need Agreed. to uh set a like the, the message is set aside your distance your differences and give a little bit of trust to your neighbor and they will they will make you better yeah won't you be my neighbor <laughs> yes uh mr steve uh not steve excuse me fred rogers is uh in, in this too along with daniel tiger did we talk enough about sisu i don't think so i think we need to give aquafina more recognition because right. that character is so beautiful i did and... really enjoy sisu yeah like she's presented as being this like big savior like character and then like when you meet her you know you're just kind of like oh this is the person that saved the world that's adorable like yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's she has so she has loving. very little confidence in her like it's like okay i take that back because she has a lot of confidence in her own personality but she doesn't have any confidence in her ability and yes it, it's very very interesting to have that combination and character and uh aquafina just yeah she portrays that very well it definitely has a little bit of uh fish out of water feel when she goes especially into town and starts buying things on credit (laughs) that scene was pretty great um there's a lot of really good scenes and i really enjoy her her voice too like it's a very unique voice there's there's such a joy in in her delivery and like she just seems to be you, you know you can imagine her just in that booth having a fucking time of her life i don't know watching her character grow paralleled with raya is just a thrill to watch because they, they both have their own unique issues and they fit so perfectly together and helping they each do. other solve it and it's just to to bounce off that raya has trust issues while sisu is very naive to the way of people and is too trusting and they kind of balance each other out uh which you know maybe young raya like before the everything happened was kind of in that same boat as sisu was when she first met her and i think that she does kind of see her her younger self in sisu and she's like yeah because there are a couple of moments where she's like you can't just trust people like that and sisu keeps on being like well i think you can (laughs) 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 well i think i thought it was an adorable movie i don't know what what else should we talk about uh 
Well, we shouldn't spend too much time on this, but I do want to mention the music. Um, as we said, there's no singing, but the music, the right. score of the film is by James Newton Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done most Shyamalan films. That's what I know him from, but also the <laughs> Nolan Batman films. And it, here, I thought the music was beautiful. Like It yeah. fits the tone of the movie, and it also seemed like he used a lot of, or he incorporated a lot of aspects of the culture, it seemed, in the music. And a white guy talking out of his ass. I don't know shit. But <laughs> that's how it seemed to me. And it fit the atmosphere that this film was creating really well. And applause to him. I don't normally applause. You know, his Shyamalan films are well scored. But right, the music's not what sticks out from, from a Shyamalan film. But, the, I mean, obviously I, I know the music of the Dark Knight trilogy. So it's like, you know, great job there. But this is the one that I was just like. <laughs> damn, I really fucking like what James Newton Howard's put forward here. Right, right. That's good. I I did enjoy the music as well, but I, for me, when I watch a movie, and, you know, I think, honestly, the score is doing its job when I, when I am just so involved in the movie that I'm, I'm not noticing the score. Uh, so yeah. that's, I'm glad that you'll typically bring it up because it is not something that really sticks out to me because it's, 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 it's part of the element that drags, draws me in. I know it is from a technical standpoint, but it like, it just, it just feels to me that it's a part of this world and that it's supposed to be there. My, my life should have a score. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to build off of it, like, I just, I love music in general. Like, I have such admiration for anybody who can play a musical instrument. I've been trying. I'm not, I I don't have, like, the the musical brain for it. But I've been trying. Most times, I'll watch a movie and just not recognize the score because, as you said, it just, it brings me into the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and, you know, it keeps me there. And it, 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 obviously, you're right. It does its job when it does that. And if I, if I notice it while watching it, Typically, I'll just go out and listen to the soundtrack on repeat for a couple of days. So it's like sure. that's typically like I listen to this soundtrack for like two or three days after I, I wow. watched the movie because I just yeah, there's something about it that I just loved. Well, awesome. Well, I'm glad you got that from it. Uh, maybe I'll listen to it uh, coming up to here soon. One thing I wanted to mention uh, before we did closing statements, it kind of. I have a couple of points to it, but one thing, like I was watching this movie and we were most of the way through and I turned to my wife and I said, I just realized that she's a Disney princess and this is not a Disney princess movie. And I love that. Like there, there's not that stupid, awful trope that she has to have a love interest. And like, it's such a strong story. Like we said uh, a couple of different times it's a predictable story but it's a very strong story very heartfelt and you didn't need that romance element though i have to say <laughs> at first at first i really thought raya and namari were gonna get together and i was like is disney gonna do it is disney gonna yeah. net up and do it i really thought it was right. gonna happen Really yeah, you thought that, I, I, I mean, deep down, I shipped them also. I was very yeah. like, I think they make a great couple. And then I also, part of me chastised myself because I was just like, no, Greg, you can just have female friendship on screen and not right. make it, <laughs> not make it take You're that right. route. But, 
but they do work as a couple if they ever did a sequel and they're they like they let's did. explore this idea I, I feel like they've definitely laid the foundation yeah but yeah their their friendship there there's a good there's a good bonding relationship between them like i feel like i feel like where the story went it it wouldn't have worked for this movie but like you said if there's a sequel i think the chemistry is there i think it can yeah. work and mm-hmm. you know disney it's about time you're you're trying yeah, nice. you're trying to evolve you're trying to you know be more inclusive and stuff you know maybe there's something that i missed that they had a gay character in but i don't think they have focused on it yeah. yeah it'd be nice to see a a central lesbian relationship as like the core yeah. of the film for disney that would be, be cool kind of fun to watch but will we ever get it i don't know we'll see i'm sure we will though i mean i feel like they they love their sequels because disney's also a very lazy company yeah but here's the thing is i i hate on disney a lot because they're a soulless corporation and all honesty please pay me <laughs> but <laughs> But they've kind of drifted to, from what made them great. And what made them great, in my opinion, is their original animations. When they have that, when they focus on those, they do wonderful. And then right. they're like, what can we do now? Oh, let's redo all of that in live action. Right. And it's Jeez. just like, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. And it's the same with Star Wars. When I got Star Wars, even though I kind of enjoyed the new trilogy, it is just kind of like, how could we market this? You know, it's like let's let's make the most money off of this and not let's right. th- let's stop focusing on it as an entertainment value and let's look on how we can just rack up the mad cash. Right. So you know, you said that what you said about the trilogy, and all I was thinking is twenty fanboys just dropped us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have that many fanboys. What are you talking about? No, we don't. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah that, there's a big i think there's a big split on those new movies for sure but yeah i mean i don't hate them we'll talk them someday we'll do a yeah. star wars oh, playlist definitely. for sure and oh definitely i don't it, here's here's what i'll say if you like the prequel trilogies you can get the fuck out right now <laughs> <That's all laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> get them uh all right so but though uh i i did i I feel like you were going somewhere with something and i interrupted i'm sorry oh yeah it's derailed i don't remember where i was going i I halfway through what i was saying i don't remember where i was going okay good okay well then i think we talked about it what's (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should close on i think yeah i think initially what i was saying was i just like that we have another disney original film you know i love it when they do this and again even though it's formulaic, they knocked it out of the ballpark. You know, it's, I do think so. My only issue was that the plot was very predictable, and for that, mm-hmm. I deducted half a star, and it gets three and a half stars. You know, it's wow. a fully enjoyable film. Go yeah. out and see it. Uh, yeah, I, full face movie for sure. I'd I'd be tempted to give it a face and a half, but I I don't know if it's quite there. Like you said, it's not the most original plot in the world. it's not but it is though at the same time like like there's definitely elements in this story that it's like wow that's really cool that they did that and this uh but like just the beats of the story are very formulaic uh so for that reason i don't think it gets a face and a half and also you know um we got it. We can do better. We can, we're still working on it, and we can do better on the representation thing, 
and I'm sure that there's plenty of actors out there who would have loved the opportunity to represent their culture in this film. So that being said, everyone had a brilliant performance in this movie, I think. There was never there was not one character that I was like, oh, I didn't care for that character. Um yeah. uh even the baby who who, you know, like you said, <laughs> is is it's it's a it's a pretty big trope right now. But uh it was still really enjoyable. That's what yeah. I gotta say about Ryan the Last Dragon and Fuck Yeah Dragons. Yeah, and who wins between this you know, the Disney Plus versus HBO stay or go? Do you even uh, have to uh, ask? HBO. <laughs> yeah, do do I need to ask? Yeah, it's obvious. It's, it's <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Tom and Jerry story. all the way. Uh, yeah. yeah, we were lying to you. It's actually yeah, a lot gotta, of fun. You better <laughs> like, go see it. I mean, I've been thinking about it more than I think about most films I watch. You know, I'll watch a film and be like, that was really good. And then I stop thinking about it. But Tom and Jerry, it's been on my mind it's been in for there. a solid week and a half yeah. right now. I can't wait to watch it again and again 20 years from now <laughs> <laughs> no raya wins raya clearly raya wins. clearly wins yes it is a very good movie um uh if you if you don't want to spend the 30 dollars on the premiere access i i understand that from a financial standpoint if you're able it's in the theaters yeah, right it is in theaters yeah so if you are vaccinated and able to go to the theaters go give the theaters your money this movie is great. I would have loved to seen it at the theater. Same. So that's that's the show. That's that. I'm the yeah, the I'm the Green Traveler, and I'm I'm Faceless Leon. Yepper doodles. We gushed for fifty minutes. We gushed for fifty minutes. We did longer on Raya than we did on Tom and Jerry. I know that is against our usual stylings. Probably because I was close to our heart attack with Tom and Jerry. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well thanks for listening folks safe travels and good night green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19 if you like the show please show your support by rating and reviewing us on apple podcasts like follow subscribe wherever you might listen we also now have a patreon account if you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.